0: The map, the shorty was banned. She wanted a vent. I promise it fell in my lap. My money is y'all, my promise. I hold, I promise I'm bridging the gap. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Niggas provoked. This shit ain't a joke, man. Nobody playing. He's at the top, man. He's at the top, but nobody staying. These niggas right. around, but they ain't around, you
1: know what I'm saying? Say
0: that they down when they should've down, you
2: know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, we'll you know what I'm saying? Hey. Last episode of the year. Cheers. Cheers, man.
1: And welcome to the Marlon vs. Marlon show. And I'm, boy, Marlon. and I'm your boy, Marlon. And I'm your boy, Marlon. Join us as two childhood friends go back and forth argue fight debate rarely even agree maybe on everything from sports pop culture and everything in between
2: all right uh first and foremost i hope everybody had a happy safe merry christmas and we hope that everybody again has a safe uh happy new year so um appreciate everybody for riding with us throughout this uh Another this year. year yeah man we've we've been doing this for a while man so it's, it's it just feels good to just keep going Bringing you guys some, some content and everything. So, um, but yeah, today's episode, um, we'll get into a lot as you can see uh, behind us if you're watching on Facebook Live. Uh, Bucks in the heater playing. So, we'll get into of some of you. Uh, 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 yeah, a ton of basketball. We'll get into that. Um, happy birthday to old Goat James. Goat uh, James. Bronny.
1: Man, this is crazy. Happy birthday to Tiger Woods.
2: Yes, yes. Goat day. Goat day. By the way, we didn't talk about this either, but seeing Tiger and his son out there playing, I mean, pretty dope he's gonna be a beast his son will beat me right now he would have beat me five years ago with him being (laughs) oh i was like like, were
1: you good five years ago? (laughs) no i'm just saying
3: but he was even younger yeah so i mean
2: but but that that was that was his greatest team we didn't get to mention that but um yeah so we'll get into some college football padres are making some noise we're gonna get into that um marlon has some stuff to say about uh to me about tua so we'll Oh, we'll, yeah, goat day! We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get into that. So, um, but but we're gonna start off with the football. Uh, it's been, I think one of the the craziest things is is to see that the Cowboys oh, could no. actually win the division. Do, do you do you want to win it? This is so stupid. No, do you want to
1: win it? I- so I want them to win. I don't ever want them – well, I do want them to lose sometimes. Like, all last year I wanted them to lose. Mm-hmm. And even this year I was like, I don't think I wanted them to lose this year. Yeah. It wasn't the same type of feeling, but I was just okay with losing. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, I think the Red, the Redskins, the football team, sorry, mm-hmm. has to lose and the Cowboys have to win, which is actually really possible on both ends just because the, the football team doesn't have a quarterback right now. Um, and the Giants, they don't know who they want to play a quarterback. A lot like we'll talk about later with the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, but it always scares me because people
2: get this. Like, if we make it to the playoffs, does that mean you don't pay Dak? You still got to pay him because you guys barely got there, and and Dalton was out for what two games? Yeah. And so you had, you, I don't even know who the backup was. We don't even. That don't was in. Either. So it's like you you have to because. I I I look back as an NFL fan. I look back at was it the rookie year when Dak and Zeke went crazy, yeah. both of them. Like I look at that year, and I look at you know a few years ago. Was it last year when he had what five thousand yards? I look at that. So I, I look at what Dak brings, and Dak's going to get his money if if Dallas does not want to pay him, or if they want to lowball him. I think Dak would go somewhere else. I mean, depending on what happens as far as with the draft, it looks like the Trevor Lawrence, uh, if he decides to go to the draft is going to uh the Jags. So but we'll see. Some teams will definitely pay Shout some out money. To the Jets for winning two games and losing <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. They're on a winning streak, man. They uh speaking of. So
1: would you rather you would you rather
2: go to the Jags than, than the Jets if you're Trevor Lawrence? Definitely.
1: Yeah.
2: Definitely. Better you're you're for one, you're in a better area. You're not and he's a New Southern York. he's in a southern guy. Well more so he's he's a Southern guy, I think. But also too, Florida, does that really compare with New York? In that aspect of it, I the mean, taxes he, are
1: better in Florida. Ooh, Kendrick Numb. No. definitely. So,
2: um, I, if if I'm him, I'm happy. They got better weapons too. They probably fin- they got a better yeah. team around. If, them. if I'm him, I'm happy. I think that the division is still going to be tough, but I mean, oh, they're are in Tom Brady's division. Mm-hmm. No, 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 they're AFC uh AFC South.
1: Oh, AFC South. Yeah, I'm thinking NFC South. Sorry. Yeah,
2: so I, it, it's still going to be tough either way. But I mean, I'm looking at. I'm looking at that, and I just if I'm, if I'm Trevor, I'm happy. But um, So looking at these playoffs, like, like we just talked about you and your division, and we'll get into all this with our next guest, but it seems like the Chiefs are already locked in at the number one seed, uh, and Mahomes is sitting. Big Ben is going to sit, and we were actually just talking about this earlier. I think they may even try to sit Josh Allen because, re- regardless, the Bills are still going to be locked in at the two. Um, so there are seven teams that are locked in the playoffs currently right now, and then there are seven teams that essentially we don't know they can fall fall in either way. So we're uh, seventh seven spots, if you will. So, um. I mean, so technically, right now, oh, mm-hmm. the Redskins are in right now. So. They're in. Okay. If if it were to end today, but as we all know, with the division and Sunday night game, the Eagles and the in the Washington team. So depending on what happens there, I mean, the Eagles are definitely oh, trying to, the Eagles. They're playing the Eagles. Oh, they're going to the playoffs. And you guys, you guys we play the, the Giants. So. You seen
1: that game? They unleashed all the weapons that we thought we had yeah. on here against and, the
2: Eagles. And, and that's another, and we, we're going to have an Eagles fan on next, but that's another thing too. With with Jalen, I think that that's probably the most interesting carousel in the, the NFL is what's going to happen with, with those quarterbacks, what's going to happen with Doug Peterson, and what's going to happen um, You know, with, with the, the Howie, I believe his name is, Howie Roseman, so, you know. We'll definitely see how it goes, but um, yeah, man. Let's go ahead and get into this first guest of the show.
1: We got him first.
2: We got Eric, man. Eric is Eric's joined us before. Eric is a. He's, was he on a couple weeks ago? No, he was on because
1: we had an Eagles fan on a couple weeks ago, and they told us that they weren't going to make the
4: playoffs, and we
2: thought they were going to win. A couple playoffs. months ago, yeah, it was him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, hello, Eric. What's going on, man? How you doing?
4: Good. How you doing, Mullen?
2: Pretty good, pretty good, man. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get right into it, man. We were just talking about the NFC, the NFC East, and this division. Who makes it? Who who gets who gets this W and gets to host a home game next weekend?
4: I believe it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Uh, I'll start with my football team first. People that know me, you know, follow follow. Of Um whether it's Alex Smith or the third-string quarterback, and his name eludes me right now, I don't. I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I do believe the Eagles, with all their issues this year being officially eliminated, will show some pride. Uh, I can tell you most of the fan base wants to see them lose the game. I just got a feeling it's one of those crazy years, 2020, that the Eagles will find a way to win this football game, and that means that Dallas will giant win or win the division. I just think the way the Cowboys have looked over the last three weeks, Three consecutive wins. The offense is rolling with those wide receivers. Uh, I think they're finding up uh, for our points uh at the medal and that's on Sunday to win the NFC. Uh
1: first of all, thanks again for joining us, Eric, man. Appreciate you. Um, but I'm, Not a problem. I I was nervous, man. I'm be honest. Last week I get an alert because I wasn't watching the game. I was chasing my daughter around and it was uh yep. uh what's his name with a long touchdown that to started off and I was like, Oh great, here we go again. Uh, Jackson, Deshaun Jackson's back. Yeah. The Cowboys defense is doing what we do. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, who who started for you guys this week? Because that's a – is, well, is Peter, Jalen going start?
4: Peterson came out on Monday. Name hurts the starter again. Um, you know, listen, he's played well. Uh, I didn't particularly like the second half against Dallas last week. I mean, they are still one and two with him. They're only a four-win football team. You guys realize that the only starter that the Eagles beat this year was Daniel Jones. Their other three wins come against second and third string quarterbacks. Wow. So they've had a lot of issues this year that football team. Wow. That I, I, I that's that's
5: that's
2: that's an interesting stat. <laughs> very very. Um, think
4: think about this for a second. CJ Best, CJ Beathard, Ben DiNucci, Daniel Jones, and Taysom Hill. Those are the four starting quarterbacks that they've beaten this year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So
2: so, so, so so I mean what, so what's next I mean do, do you look at and we're gonna get into some more playoff stuff in a second but would you are you impressed with Jalen to where you want to make him the starter do you try to trade Carson what's next
4: I might be the minority in this in the sense that this is what I want to do and I've heard it you know a couple of Philadelphia radio stations I've been, I've been listening over the last couple of weeks just to get a sense and I kind of agree with one of the hosts down there what I want to see happen is I want this head coach fired. Uh, I do not believe that the general manager, Howie Roseman, his job is in jeopardy. Uh, he's got a real close working relationship with the owner. Knowing what Carson went, his money is tied to him and the cap constraints, uh, it's $34 million against the cap if they are to let him go, regardless if they trade him
0: hmm. or
4: uh, release him. If they do release him, that jumps up to $60 million, which would be the highest in the history of the sport. So I don't think that's going to happen uh so if that's the case i would like to see carson wentz with a new head coach going for the next year possibly even a second year i got a lot of money tied up to this guy that i committed you know almost 128 million dollars to i want to see if somebody else out there can salvage this guy at 27 years old get back to the way he was playing a couple of years ago guys keep in mind you know last year at this time they were five and seven and he basically rattled off four wins in a row by himself down this stretch with a bunch of mistakes that nobody ever heard of.
3: And yeah. Got
4: them into the playoffs. So, yeah, there, I mean, there is some good football still left in this guy. I just don't think Doug Peterson and him could coexist. That's why I go the direction of bringing in a new coach and starting over with that franchise quarterback.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. That's, that's definitely one of the most interesting storylines going into next year for sure. Um, but looking at yep. the the NFC, I mean, we, we've talked about the NFC East, but... Packers are essentially locked in uh, at the one seed. We'll see if Rodgers sits or not, or if they try to uh, knock out the Bears, Saints, Seahawks, Bucks. They're they're in right now, but you have three extra spots, and we'll we'll talk about the two extra spots. So we have the Rams and the Bears. The Bears actually snuck up because of the Cardinals, and, and they're uh, dis- I don't want to say dysfunction, but they haven't been playing it to, as well as they should be playing. But uh, who gets these last two spots in the NFC playoffs?
4: Believe it or not, I actually like the Rams this week. I know they're going to a quarterback nobody's ever heard of. I think that might actually rally the team. They've looked terrible the last two weeks. I know the Cardinals are coming off that home loss to the 49ers, No, so two games in a row. Can they lose at home? I just think the Rams defense, they got a lot of players in dealing with Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Don't find a way to limit Murray. Uh, I think they, I think they actually win a low scoring game. And if that's the case, if the Rams, if the Rams do beat Arizona like I think they will, then regardless of what Chicago does against Green Bay, if they win, it, they're obviously in. But even if they lose it, they would get into the playoffs over Arizona. So I think the Rams and the Bears, and I believe the Bears will back in by the fact that they will lose to Green Bay, and the Rams will help them out.
1: I don't know. I, I like the I like the Cardinals. I do see what you're saying, and I love that matchup with. If I'm taking any DB in the league on on Hopkins, it's going to be Jalen Ramsey. Um, I just I just don't know. They got so many weapons over there. I, I do like that defense. No, they
4: do. They, they do. Kyler Murray, you know, really he to make plays. Uh, you know, you know. It's, it, you know, listen. It, it's going to be a tough game. I just think the Rams got their number a little bit. Uh, I'm curious to see what this young quarterback does, but no one could say what he's gonna do. He's gonna run the ball heavily this game. Yeah. Rely on the defense. Uh, you know, kind of really take it out of the kids' hands. And that actually might be enough the way that defense can carry them. So I I, I like the Rams to rebound over the last couple of weeks. Nice. And
2: the more sexy playoff uh conference, if you will. Chiefs, Bills, Steelers, they're essentially in. Uh Mahomes is sitting Ben's sitting so we'll see what the bills do but then you have the the Titans you have the Dolphins Ravens and Browns who if the playoffs started today they'd all be in but you have the Colts right there and they're all essentially they all are 10 and 5 so if all of the if, if all the Titans Dolphins Ravens and Browns have to do is just win but you think there's a possible way that the Colts could sneak in
3: I do I do
4: uh We'll start with the Browns. I fully expect the Browns to take care of the Steelers. Obviously, you know Rudolph started and uh resting up. Uh, I just think the Browns will be too much in this game. Uh the way the Ravens have looked over the last couple of weeks going up against the Bengals, uh Lamar got some uh you know, he's got his game under him. I don't think the Ravens are in jeopardy losing that game. You know, keep 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 an eye on systems. I know they had that they lost to the Cincinnati home last week. They're a terrible football team, but the Watson put a point. I think they're going to challenge Tennessee, but, you know, the way Tennessee played last against the Packers, I fully expect them to have a much better effort, get Derrick Henry involved. I think the one team Indianapolis has going for them is Miami going into Buffalo, mm. which I went to school up there. It's going to be 24 degrees, <laughs> frigid up there. You're taking a South Florida team. out to the cold, you know, the Dolphins have not done well in the last couple of years in under 30 degree weather. I think Buffalo will score enough points in the first half. Uh, they will probably take out the starters midway through that second half, knowing that Pittsburgh's going to lose in Cleveland. And I just think the Dolphins are not going to be able to put up enough points in a, in a comeback. So I think the Dolphins end up losing, and that's how the Colts get in. And uh, you know, so the Bills. though know, think about what they, what transpired earlier today. They, the governor of New York stating that they can have up to seven thousand fans for uh, for their first two home playoff games. So oh, wow. that might be extra incentive to Buffalo to get that two seed where they can host Pittsburgh in the second round after they win the wild card
1: round. That's big. That's big. Um, at home, I love what you said about the weather and going up to Buffalo. I, I'm i not buying the, the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> Here we I've, been, go. I've been telling Marlon for the past four or five weeks that Tua should have never been starting. They finally they yep. finally brought in Fitz Magic to help him win, made
2: an amazing play down the stretch that Tua would have never made. Uh. <laughs> all, I, all I was saying. I'm gonna stop you right there. All I was saying was that you draft a guy that high for a reason. Fitzpatrick isn't the future. You draft a guy that high, just see what he has, and go from there. And this is all my thing was is as a head coach
1: in the NFL, you don't you don't get you don't get your contract extended for the future. You get you get paid to win. And if if you're gonna live and die on how your quarterback plays. Give me Fitzpatrick until the young kid develops. He's going to be a decent quarterback in the league, um, but you know, just not ready yet.
4: No, I I, I would agree to that. I think it's about to give him the best chance to win now. Uh, you know, I would be curious to see if they had you know if they bench tour you know halfway through that game if he's not putting up enough points to try to get back in. It with Fitzpatrick and you know if we leave that magic like he had last week. You know, sometimes if you go back to the well too much, you know, it doesn't happen for you. So, I okay. think Miami can be trouble this weekend, and that's why Indianapolis, I believe, gets it. All right. Before we let you go,
2: Super Bowl predictions. Who do you have?
4: All right. So, Super Bowl predictions. The chalk would be for me Chiefs and Packers. You know, Rodgers is playing well. They're probably going to have that one seed. Uh, you know, Kansas City's got to rock up. I don't think anybody's beating Kansas City out of the AFC. Uh, All right. I know Buffalo's playing well, but. You know, I just think Kansas City's kind of slipwalked the last couple of weeks. They know they know they know where they need to be. They'll get their game under them come January. And so I got the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. And uh, to be different and not take the chunk Green Bay, which I like, I'm gonna take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm. come out of the wild-card round and win three road playoffs games to get to the Super Bowl and mm. that'd be great But you have the holes going up against Brady in Brace building in down Tampa. there in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, with you know with about twenty five percent capacity in so that would be great. Uh so I'll be a little bit different. I think Tampa Bay I like what I've seen the last couple weeks. Uh I don't think they'll have any problem with the NFC squid in game one in the playoffs and then obviously you know with the Rowlands and Green Bay Ruby, two tough opponents. But I think Brady's healthy right now. The offense is playing well so I think the Buccaneers get to the Super Bowl.
1: wait that's where I gotta stop you. So you pick the Cowboys to win the East, the NFC East, and you don't think we'll win a playoff game? <laughs> Not at
4: all. I think the Buccaneers will go. I think the Buccaneers will go into Dallas. We got Sunday night game probably, which will probably be the last game of Wild Card Weekend. You know, big ratings. Uh, you know, but I, I do like the Buccaneers. I, I like the way they're playing right now. I think the only team in the, in the NFC that be, would beat them would be the Packers. But like I said, I'll be a little bit different in case Tampa Bay to win a game on the road.
1: No, listen, I'm with you. I think they cover whatever spread they put out Wild Card Weekend against us for sure. <laughs> And that's one thing, could you too.
4: Imagine, I, could you, go ahead. Could you imagine if they get a Giants or a, a football team on the game You know, they, they might not have to score more 20 points in
0: that game. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think everybody would sign up at this point to see Packers and the Bucks in a playoff matchup. Just seeing two of the, the greatest to to ever play. I mean, I think everybody would um, would sign up for that. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see how it all plays out this weekend. I mean, like I said, seven spots are essentially glitched. There's seven spots that are up for grab. So uh, you know, we'll yep. see what happens, and and we'll definitely be looking ahead to the uh, the Eagles situation uh, in the off season.
4: Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you having me on again. When, uh, anytime, very me, I'm here for you guys. It's a tremendous podcast. I love listening. So uh, keep up the good work.
2: All
1: right, man. Appreciate it. Yeah,
4: appreciate it. it.
2: Bye bye. Man, so I like his predictions. Yeah, I, like I, it. I I that that is one team that I the the Bucks are a team. And that's the thing. The Seahawks are a team, too, that could make it. But we've I, seen I think, them. I think the Seahawks but, are probably the only team I like
1: in the NFC head-to-head with the Packers.
2: The only thing is I look back at that game with the Giants. Are we going to get the team that played in the first half, the first quarter of the season? Or are you going to throw a dud like like you did when you played the Giants? Because you know teams are going to go back and look at that film and see what the Giants did. So, I mean. The thing about that is the
1: one thing that none of these teams will be able to do is be the Giants. That week leading up to the game, the Seahawks aren't going to be thinking we're playing the Giants. They're not going to be thinking we're, we don't know what quarterback's coming out. Yeah. We're not playing. They're not thinking we got a bye week with, with Danny Dines. Champ, what's up, man? So, so I, think they, um, I, think, I think they'll be an interesting out.
2: I want them sure. to. And I was actually watching something this morning. And they were actually looking at some of the best duos in the league. At mm-hmm. Russ and DK,
3: you know, you
2: know, it, it's not not for for podcasting. It's for oh, yeah okay. for for quarterbacks as far as quarterback receivers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if there I'm was, bad. you know, I thought we were making lists. Yeah, but I think we definitely would would for sure be on that list. I mean, as far as like especially like a twenty twenty best best podcast duo, we sure would be on there. I don't see why we would. Of course. Saying. So, um, and we'll get to some of our our uh, yearly awards that we do year end awards for athlete and and all that stuff. So we'll get into all that, but. As far as the best combination, I mean, I, I, I look at Rodgers and Devontae, and then you got everybody else. I think you can look at Mahomes and Kelsey. They, they're great. You can look at Russ and, and DK. They're definitely up there. You can look at Josh Allen and Stephon. They're up there. But as far as at the top, Rodgers and Adams, there's no other duo. Because like, think about this. When, you, when you're a defense, you definitely want to take away their best player. To take away that whatever they do best, they've always double teamed Adams. Dude yeah. still gets open.
1: I, I think that's where he gets the nod because, I mean,
2: <laughs> and they don't have nobody else on the team. Like who? We we know some of the other receivers, but it's like Saint, they don't even
1: compare. Saint Quivius, Saint what's his name? <laughs> Saint Brown. Oh. Yeah, but I I, I, I do man, have dude. to give if we're doing if we're doing a ranking, I do want to go ahead and say, hey, you know. I think Mahomes and Kelsey, Mahomes and and Tyreek Hill got to be at least like 1A, 1B. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Kelsey's a tight end. And up until that big game that Stephon Diggs had on Monday night or Sunday night, whichever one it was, mm-hmm. uh, he was leading the league in receiving. And I don't know when the last time a receiver or a tight end has led the league in receiving. Mm-hmm. So... and. and it's kind of the opposite of what we're saying for Rodgers and Devontae. Is, you know, he's going to Devontae. It's kind of you know like it. Michael Thomas last year. Like, he, know, you know, he's getting the ball. Well, on this team, they got four guys that they could throw the ball to and two guys out the backfield. Mm-hmm. And he's still leading the league and receiving, basically, like yeah. at tight end. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy, too. So I kind of think they're both right there neck and neck fighting for it. But I mean, give me either one on my team, on my fantasy team, and I'll take it.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, um,
1: Actually, I rather have Devontae
2: for fantasy. Looking at yeah, definitely. So speaking of fantasy, um, shout out to Dalvin Cook. His he's actually going to sit this weekend. His father did pass away. Um, Rest in peace, Mr. So Cook. yeah, so and Dalvin he had probably one of the best years. I think there was we were two or three games in, and he already had. Well, I think it was between two games. He had like six touchdowns. So um, so he's definitely had one of the the one one of the better years as far as a running back. And also, too, I think with speaking of running backs and and great performances, we've seen uh, Alvin Kamara. I mean, six touchdowns. I mean, that was... At at
1: some point, like in some of these games, we'll talk about this later with these basketball blowouts. And, like, you're getting paid a lot of money to compete. A lot, Pretty similar to what J.J. Watts said. Like, Mm -hmm. at what point does pride kick in? At what point does I'm a professional athlete and we're professionals kick in and say... I'm not gonna let this guy keep scoring touchdowns on me. Like, there's a reason that nobody, that are only one person that scores six rushing touchdowns in a game. Yep. Because it's not easy to do for one. And for two, people will freaking take you out. Like, you're not doing that. Yeah. Like when I start seeing you do this three four five six like after you score as a defense and at, like as a unit as a coaching staff like we gotta rally up and say all right guys you're not breaking the no records on I we? don't care if he throws for a thousand yards <laughs> the rest of this football game he's yeah. not gonna run for anymore yeah. like that's where it has to get to and whatever you know.
2: and I'm glad you brought that that JJ watt in there because that's gonna lead us to our next uh our next topic when when you look yeah when you look at players that you're you're in that locker room with you want to make sure you're giving it all 100%. I don't care if you're, you know, two in got two wins, four wins or or eight wins or or 15. Mm-hmm. You know, you're all in there for the same goal. You guys have some of the best jobs in the world that you get to go out, and make millions to play something that you love to do. Why wouldn't you go and give it your all all the time?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We've seen what happened with Dwayne Haskins and he was somebody else. When you look at your team, your coach went through weeks and weeks and weeks of chemo you know he he's obviously you know sacrificing and, and being out there he still wants to coach and be there you look at alex smith who has went. we thought he would never even walk again we thought his leg might get amputated we we saw all that stuff and to see somebody like Dwayne go out there and just act, essentially not even care you your 15th pick i mean you definitely have a lot to you know live up to so it's like i mean what are we doing at this at this point man i mean which part are you talking about though? Because like what which, which part are because
1: go we can't ahead. say we can't say the kid didn't try. We can't say he didn't he didn't put in work. Like we don't know He's that he could
2: work at the strip club.
1: If if you
2: think nobody else in the NFL is going out, <laughs> I got news be, for you, buddy. <laughs> be smarter than that. You can't you can't easily be, go and invite girls to your crib and okay. do that? You can't do that? Okay, so let's say this then. Maybe he wasn't ready. Ready for mentally
1: what? for the NFL, maybe he, maybe he wasn't mature enough to be an NFL quarterback. Maybe he's still not at this point. He's only what three years in the league, four years. He's twenty three years
2: old. At some point, you you knew what you signed up for. You had one great year. You got you got picked up by by the Redskins. Okay, cool. Like you you're gonna have to grow up at some point. This is a man's game. If you're not mature enough, if if you want to call it to to, I mean, grow up. You know, you're, you're getting paid millions for a sport that you love. Like,
1: think, g- get it together. I think that's way easier said at 34, 32 years old than to be done. We we can say that now, but at 2022, 20, if you're giving $40 million, I don't think people can tell you much at that age. And I don't think he was that good of a quarterback coming into the league. For he wasn't. People. He had one good year. So – I mean, maybe that's on the Redskins a little bit, and give the Redskins credit because they gave our—you know—I keep saying Redskins—the Washington yeah, yeah, yeah. football team—credit because they gave him chances. They could have went out and drafted Tua last year. Hmm. They made a great pick in Chase Young, but they could have went out and, and did some other things these last couple of years, to try to move him or something like that. They gave him multiple opportunities, but you know
2: he—he's not—he didn't cut it. We see that a lot with the. What was a kid? The uh... and and also too. I don't mean to cut you off, but you know, when when people, this is why this actually connects with the JJ Watt thing because people around you, they look at your work ethic, they look at how you are, they look at you and look at and see if you're a leader or not. If you're not putting forth, and you notice nobody's come out and said, "Oh yeah, well," and, and defending him, like if he probably, I don't know what his deal is. He you, and he might just not be that great. Okay, cool, but you still need to act as if. You're still the leader. This is your team, and all that stuff. And but if you're not, why does he need to do that? Because you're, you're assuming, the quarterback. You're we're, the, you're
1: assuming, the, the, we're assuming he wants a long career. He he has forty million dollars at twenty three. He doesn't need to work anymore. Well, if well, he well the then right why doesn't he retire? Lives. But I'm just saying, like we're he telling him retire? All, we're who, t- who wouldn't want a long career as a quarterback? Telling him, we're telling him all this stuff as if he wants to come up and be JJ Watt, future Man of the Year in the NFL. Like maybe that's not his goal. Well, maybe, then he needs to retire. Have you seen how that kid grew up? I did not. Like, like. He he could not work another day in his life and probably never go broke just because of what he came from. All I'm saying is like we we're assuming that that this is that the end all be all is being a football player. Maybe he does great things outside of football
2: after this. Like if if everybody's not JJ Watt, if and that's perfect. I'm not asking you to be JJ Watt, but I need you to be the best version of yourself. And if you're not even showing me as our leader, as the quarterback, if you're not even showing me that you can at least do that. You know, uh, go go somewhere. We don't need you then. I, that's I'll play. What you I'll, uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. But at, at that point, maybe, it's like and, and maybe the best version of him wasn't good enough. Is all I'm saying. Like
1: I don't, I don't, I don't think he's that great of a football player to begin with. So everything else doesn't like line up. Like Johnny Manziel is who I was thinking about before. Johnny Manziel had a way better high, college career than him. Absolutely. Came in h- more highly touted than him, and he just wasn't mature enough to be an NFL quarterback. And he didn't it didn't get better.
2: Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into playing that position. And a lot of people aren't built for it. I'm going to play this uh, Booger McFarlane cut. And he, he's definitely trending right now. And he said some things uh, in reference to Dwayne Haskins about um, your boy, essentially his 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 journey, if played you will. That
5: for almost a decade. You played a long time. We, we've been around it for a long time. And oftentimes young players, especially, and and I'm going to go here, especially young African-American players, because they make up 70 percent of this league. They come into this league and they ask themselves the wrong thing. They come into the league saying not, how can I be a better player? They don't say, how can I be a better teammate? They don't say, how can I be better, a better person? How can I get my organization over the hump? Here's what they come in saying. They come in saying, how can I build my brand better? How can I build my social media following better? How can I work out on Instagram and show everybody that I'm ready to go? But when I get to the game, I don't perform. Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, is not the first case that I've seen like this. Yes. It, and, and it won't be the last. And it, it bothers me because a lot of it is the young African American player. They come in and they don't take this as a business, it is still a game to them. Look at this football. This ain't football, right. man. This is a billion dollar business. Yes. All
2: right, I'm going to stop it right there. Um, You know, do some people take this football seriously? Some don't. But don't single out young African-Americans essentially saying that all we do is going there and all we care about is social media or building a brand or whatever. There are some people that work their, their butts off to try to be the best, to try and do whatever they can to help their team win. So... I like Booger. I try to defend Booger, but he's, he's tripping. I don't like Booger, and I don't try to defend Booger. Um,
1: but I think I think he, he could have went about that better. And I think this is a generational gap between Booger or Booger and the new and the new age kids. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. You have to try to market yourself outside of football. True. That's part of what today is. Little kids aren't going to get Patrick Mahomes' haircuts. Just because, just because he plays football and he's really good, they love the little the little character he is in, in the State Farm commercials and and everything else he does. Like they want to be Patrick Mahomes, and that's what you have to try to build to sell jerseys to sell because the NFL is a billion dollar industry. Correct, and and the NFL. I was actually watching, uh, all, not all the smoke, but I am athlete podcast. They were Brandon yep. Marshall, yep, with uh, Rick the, Ross. And they go, like he was saying how they would go in after the games, take the jerseys that they just wore, go out and then sell those jerseys. You know who's selling those jerseys? Brandon Marshall was when he was having 100 100 catch seasons or 1,000 yard seasons or Pro Bowl seasons or all pro seasons. And he wasn't even getting paid off those jersey sales. Yes, I know it's the NFL's right. It's NFL's merchandise, whatever the case is. But he said he went out on his own. And would buy a suite and then oversell it to make money and make $500,000 a year off selling suites in the stadium. <laughs> like, you have to do these things because the NFL is a business, too. But you don't get, to, you don't get your cut of that. They're not giving you—you you get your salary. Everything outside of that is up to you. So if you're not a $40 million guy or if you're not a $100 million guy, a
2: half-a-billion-dollar guy, go get your money where you can. All I'm saying is I—and with that, I agree with that. But don't try to single out every single black person that comes to the league and say they're not focused and they don't care about this and they don't care about that. Yeah, you know, of course everybody wants to, or of course everybody wants to set themselves up in the future. But don't make it seem like guys are out there busting their ass day in and day out to try to to get that. air. Because everybody knows that second contract, that's the one you want to get. That's gonna most likely gonna be your biggest contract that you'll get. So don't try to single out all of us black people, black black kids that making into the league. That that's all I'm saying. And, and, you know? and I agree and, with you and, because.
1: But but this is the thing, the difference, too, is you see a quarterback like Matt liner right? What mm-hmm. did Matt liner do in the NFL? We don't know. It's cool. He didn't do anything. Yeah. But he still has a job in football, calling plays, being, a, being a, a broadcaster and stuff yeah, like I that. I saw that, yeah. And, and that's the type of stuff you see Reggie Bush, who had a great NFL career. Yeah. So, he, like, it, it, it's almost a double standard. Like these guys, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow didn't have a great NFL mm-hmm. career, but he has a long career in football after it. Correct. There, there are a number yeah. of white athletes that didn't make it as NFL players that still get a chance to profit off of it down the line. And a lot of these African American kids don't get a chance to do that, whether it's because of personality, whether it's because they're not articulate enough to be on TV and do these to things. Lead. Who
2: let that dude get a job? Keep
1: to lead, but that but that's a guy who had a great playing career. Yeah. That's why he's having that opportunity. It's not because of you know he just gets to because he wants to. So so I think it is a double-edged sword and it, and it's a slippery slope. And I think Booger took the wrong approach. He's just, definitely. he he didn't play in a social media era. era. So yeah. he wouldn't understand posting a commercial that you did on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I can't expect him to. But he should have took a, a better approach. Uh, maybe thought about that a little bit longer before he on. A lot of it, long. definitely.
2: And and Carlin joins us again. What's up, Carlin?
1: How you little doing? Little
0: birds. Oh, what's
2: up, what's up, what's up? Oh, man. So what do you think about this Booger thing, man?
0: Uh, i just I just agree with everything you guys said, and uh like a lot of these older cats they just they just don't understand the, the new generation, and that's fine, but the thing is don't speak on it, you know what I mean, and just like uh m p was saying there's plenty of white quarter i can name plenty of white quarterbacks who are who are but and you're not giving them that same dialogue we got uh I, well another thing is I don't know how Baker mayfield has all these commercials and he hasn't done anything yet, but that's another topic. But you can go Ryan Leaf, Jake Locker, Matt Liner. Like, there's, it just goes on. Uh, uh, Brady Quinn. There's a bunch of white quarterbacks. Rosen. Anything, Josh Rosen. But what was that? Josh Rosen just
1: got another job yeah, in the Josh, league.
0: Josh Rosen, that was just a, a few years ago. So I just I just, I just, don't I don't like when older black dudes try to tell the younger black dudes, oh, you should, like, come on, bro. <laughs> you know how hard it is for us to make it, first of all. Now you're just going to put us back down.
2: And if, if he would have said some guys, some some black guys do this, this and that, black athlete, whatever. But the fact that you right. single out all of us, like we're all like this. I, I know for a fact well, we, we've all seen it. Like we bust yeah. our butts in there. If, if there's, you know, you get into the league, you barely make it. You're trying to take somebody's spot. You know, like perfect example, Clyde at Worsolaire. He was playing amazing, came into the league. Le'Veon Bell comes in. He's running that much harder you know you got guys that are trying to get that that check get that that next contract so it's like i I agree about the brand you definitely want to brand yourself and and get money after football after this is all done but just don't single out all of us in that that category well i got
1: i got just two things on that topic and i'll let y'all finish if y'all choose um the one thing baker mayfield baker mayfield came in as a personality from college and he's capitalized on that. I think that's actually what a lot of these young African-American kids are trying to do. You see CeeDee Lamb with the little dance and and the kids at LSU that started that, that little touchdown celebration. Now everybody does it across the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, not everybody is a football purist. Let's be honest. Like Some people are just gifted athletes. Yeah. And football is a way out. Football is a way away from gangbanging, away from selling drugs, away from being killed wherever you come from. Like They didn't... Like, they didn't live their whole lives dreaming of being football players. They did this as a way to make money and get off the streets. And a lot of people, once they get there, that's all it takes. Yeah. And, and some people, unfortunately, we see it catch up to them. We saw what happened to, in my book, one of the greatest safeties ever um, in Sean, Sean Taylor. Taylor. Like, the streets catch up with you. And and it's not always easy to get away from that. And a lot of kids are just trying to do that. I don't think everybody wants to be the best player in the world. Like that's not everybody's goal. And yeah. so I think for Booger to take that approach was kind of crazy to me because he's not working out with that kid every day. And if you're watching him work out on Instagram, that means he is working out. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we saw Des Bryant. Des Bryant pretty much got back in the league off doing workouts and videos like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not fair. He just I, I don't think he he understands how the new social media works.
0: Right. One of the things I didn't like with, with Booker also is, to me, I would have respected it more if he just single handedly just talked about Dwayne Haskins instead of saying uh, the NFL is seventy percent black, and then he tried to he tried to put us all in the, in the, in a the bubble, which which he shouldn't have did. You you can have your stance on Dwayne Haskins, but you don't speak for the whole seventy percent of the NFL. Exactly. Because, like I said, some dudes are just happy with making it to the NFL. Some dudes want to make it to the Pro Bowl. Some dudes want to be Hall of Famers. Everybody everybody is on different levels. You know what I mean? So you, you can't put everybody in the same box.
2: Facts. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Hey, man, we're getting ready to uh, to get into some basketball. Um, but as far as right now, we'll just ask you, since you're on the phone, you got a Super Bowl prediction uh, for us? Not the
5: Eagles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually,
0: man, uh, the, the whole season I was saying the Chiefs. But uh, so the thing, the Chiefs, I don't know what they're doing now. I don't know if they're just sleepwalking through the season. So we see this a lot in the NBA. We'll see a team sleepwalk, and then we'll see that they lose game one. But in the NFL, there is no game one. So I, I, I I think the Chiefs need to tighten up. They haven't looked good. They haven't been blowing teams out. They've been winning by one possession. So right now... I know it's not a really a prediction, but I'm going to take the field in the AFC. I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs. I'm going to take the field. I don't know who it's going to be, but I think they're going to have a slip-up. Ooh,
3: think-
1: that's a cop-out. <laughs> who you got, man? Who's going to beat them?
0: I, I don't know. Hey, 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 just like last year, it could have been the Texans. They were up like 20, 21-0, 21-3, something like that, and they got spanked. So uh, I just I just think that they're just natural. Ah I don't know.
2: All right, what about the NFC?
0: NFC. Um, I don't think the Packers are super elite, so I think I think that I think the NFC is wide open. It's always going to depend on matchups. Uh, I think I think Tampa Bay they they could have a nice little uh, if you can avoid playing uh, Rodgers into the championship game. I- I- I've seen Russell Wilson go there and beat him. I think Tom Brady can go there and beat him. So um, Seahawks defense is kind of sorry. Yeah. Uh, so. It's I,
2: it's really I think it's open on both sides. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. It's, it's definitely gonna. This weekend for sure is going to be a a good one with just about almost every game and with playoff implications. So yeah, we'll see how it uh, how it plays out. And last question I got for you: right now, are the Bucks contenders to win a title?
3: The
2: Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm switching switching topics. The uh, Milwaukee <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks.
0: Yes.
2: They are okay. All right. Did they did they get better from last year? Do you think?
0: Yeah, they got a lot better.
2: Okay. All right. I'm just I'm just checking. So what round of the playoffs are they lose it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, 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 I can see them making it all the way to the finals this year. Nice and winning. Oh uh, hey, you get to the finals.
1: Oh, here you go. Injury, Give me an answer, injury. man. You won't tell us who's gonna
0: beat the Chiefs. You won't tell us if they can win it in the finals. One one injury. No, I'm saying. Let's say, let's say AD sprains his ankle in the finals last year. I think that he, I think that win that series. Oh my gosh! Mm. But didn't it didn't happen. That?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jimmy Butler did all he could, <laughs> and it wasn't enough.
0: No, if AD sprains his ankle, I think Miami can easily win that series. Not well, easily. Well, but I, think, I think they can win that series.
1: I think if Giannis played on the Heat in that series and AD sprained his ankle, they could have won. Oh my. Disrespectful. I mean, if we're if we're doing ifs, like, hey, a- if they get there, persists. is the if they can't they can't lose by thirty to the Knicks. I don't care how many threes they hit, that ain't gonna be a championship team.
0: Who, bro? It's 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 a regular season game. You don't think the Lakers gonna get blown out all season? I don't know.
1: I hope it's not by the Knicks if they do.
0: It happens in the NBA. You got seventy two games. You got another game tomorrow. So. You going to get every every you gonna get blown out, man. In NBA. by the
1: Knicks, the Knicks is gonna blow everybody out. Who the Knicks?
0: I mean, it don't matter who you lose to. If you lose oh. by twenty, you lose by twenty.
2: Oh. yeah. Well, we'll we'll it is it is still early, so so we'll see. Um, we'll we'll see definitely how that plays out. But uh, appreciate you for coming on, man, and going back and forth with us as you always do.
0: All right, man. Y'all have a good night. And uh, all right, bro. Happy New Y'all be safe.
2: Hey, same to you too, have man. New
1: Year. I forgot it was New Year's Eve coming
2: All right. up. All right, bro. All
1: right.
2: You're getting old, man. New Year's Eve's tomorrow.
1: Turn up. What you going to do? Turn up. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yep. All right. I'm so, be, I don't have to work on Friday, so I'm going to be an adult. Spent the last five days with my kids, and I'm drinking.
2: And the next guest we have, she's actually joining us again on the Marlin vs. Marlin podcast. None other than Sandra and Virginia. What's going on, Sandra? How you doing?
6: I'm doing wonderful. Happy New Year to you and yours.
2: Happy New Year. May twenty
6: twenty one bring us much joy.
2: I know. I know. It's it's been a, a crazy roller coaster and I just look at just all, all the sports that we've had and ups and downs. I mean it it's been, it's been a crazy year to say the least, but I don't think there's anything more crazy than to think that your Giants are actually playing for the division this weekend.
6: Woo woo. <laughs> Yay. Go Giants. I, I gotta be honest. I, I, I don't wanna go. I, I don't wanna go to the playoffs. I was gonna ask We're you gonna that. be an embarrassment. Yeah. And if going to the playoffs could mean keeping Dave Gettleman around, I, I'm not gonna sign up for that again.
2: Yeah, I, in in a sense, I feel the same way as a Chargers fan. We're actually winning some games and it's not, Anthony Lynn has to go. He's not the guy. So I, I, of course you want to have somewhat of a successful season, but at the end of the day, you don't want certain people to continue to linger and hang around. And and I mean, we see what's going on in Philly, that, that dysfunction, that, that is Philly. So, I mean, (laughs) I, I I agree with you. I mean, it's, you guys are, are looking, uh, It's pretty rough.
6: We're looking mediocre at best. I mean, on our best day playing our best football, we're mediocre. And I know we beat the Seahawks, and I know the Giants fans came out and were like, yay, Super Bowl, here we go. But, I mean, literally the next week, we're smacked in the face again with reality that we're just not a great team. I do like Joe Judge. We seem to play really hard for him, but we're. Mediocrely talented, and so it doesn't, you know, you can only play so hard. You got to win the game.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. But looking at the the NFC East and and looking at Washington, they're going through some dysfunction too in the quarterback, you know, situation. You really want Alex Smith to be the guy. We've seen the story of of Alex, even when he was in Kansas City, he's had a great relationship with with Kelsey and and some of the other players, but you want to see him essentially flourishing that role but they they're having their their issues with quarterbacks. So I, I and then you look at Dallas. Dallas with Dak, that's gonna be another issue that we're gonna have to, to face come come the off season with, with this contract. So there's really not a, a, a team that's actually I don't want to say buttoned up, but as far as like well put together in the NFC East. Oh,
6: absolutely. I mean no team from the NFC East is even gonna hold uh, a candle to the, to the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, like you said, you said Travis Kelsey, we all know I love Travis Kelsey, he makes my panties wet every time he plays, he's on my Hump Island, I adore him.
2: What is Hump Island, what is that?
6: Hump Island, oh my goodness, Hump Island is a magical place, so this is, if you were stranded on an island, you get to choose five people to be stranded with of the opposite sex, and your spouse or significant other can't be mad at you if you sleep with them. So I have Travis Kelsey, I have LeBron James, I have Kawhi Leonard, Channing Tatum, and Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: Wow. For for, so, for one, I didn't even know that this Hump Island thing existed, but I mean this It's magical. This is uh yeah, I I definitely would have to think about who would be on my Hump Island, but definitely would have to uh yeah, that is the... Kawhi though? Really?
6: Kawhi not. He is awesome. I mean, come on. We all loved Kawhi Leonard when he won that championship for the Toronto Raptors. And he is just so hot. <laughs> I don't know. He seems wow. like such a jerk, and you know us girls. We the, the meaner you are to us, the more we like you. So yeah. he is just super sexy. And I love watching him play ball when he actually is on the court. Um Load, he takes load management to the next level. There's no doubt about that. But then you look at what what's going on with Brooklyn Nets. I mean, why is Kyrie and Durant? Why are they out on the same night? That doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah, that that definitely was a. Uh, <laughs> one of my buddies actually wrote me, and he said, "Just imagine if you're NBA TV and you have that game, and you're just so happy at that. You know, NBA TV first look at at this this combination, this duo, and they sit out. So." I think they're going to try to yeah. do that moving forward. Uh, is is to kind of because at that point one is going to have to do a lot more. Kyrie's going to it throws the the chemistry off, and, and you still want to make sure that these guys are, are in sync and and they're able to play and not have to lean on Kyrie and KD as much. But. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, good good point.
6: Absolutely, and especially with, you know, a year where there's been players sitting out right and left last minute with COVID Mm -hmm. and things like that. I mean, the NFL, you look at Baker Mayfield, he, you know, he could have used you and I on the field as a wide receiver this weekend. Um, And then you've got the debacle going on in – Washington with Haskins and Alex Smith and I mean they just keep pulling these quarterbacks out of nowhere I can't I don't know how many freaking quarterbacks Washington has on their roster but Uh, I guess when you have uh, Dwayne Haskins as your leader you kind of need a couple of backups uh, knowing that he's just gonna fail
2: (laughs) exactly so I mean I, I don't even know what's next for that guy so the the it's once again, I'm sure
6: Walmart is hiring. They're always hiring. Because I don't
2: know if even as far as a backup, it's going to be very interesting to see him at least get a backup job and where he would land. And what team wants to even take take on a guy like him? But uh, I don't know if he can. Sure. He's, if, and even somehow, if he ends up in the starting lineup, he'll mess around and get pulled or, or, or bench for, for anybody. But
6: um, I mean, it's not lost on me that nobody from the Washington locker room has come out. And defended him or stuck up for him in any way, and he was supposed to be the captain of this team. And none of the players are coming out and saying, "Oh, you know, those things happen." He's young, but he's great in the locker room, and he's you know he rallies us on the field. I mean, nothing. It's just been cricket. Yeah,
2: none of that. None of that. So, getting to a switching over to a, a more positive note with this this NFC. This is. Really, when you look at all of the matchups, because we have the Packers, you have Saints, Seahawks. The Buccaneers are a team that have shown some life recently. Um, And then the Rams, they've been slipping a little bit in the the division race. You have all these teams. The Bears may even sneak in the playoffs. Is there a team that you can feel that that, that could pull away and and, and get to the Super Bowl? Or do you just look at some of the teams like the Packers and and the Saints? Are you
6: talking about strictly the NFC? Strictly NFC. Or can I say that? Strictly NFC? Yeah, strictly NFC. Oh, you know, I never sleep in Seattle. You know, Seattle can come out of nowhere, and if Chris Carson is having a great game, and DK, not DJ, Metcalf comes out out. and plays well, and Wilson is on it, I mean, they can come out of nowhere, and they can really surprise some teams. So I'm kind of behind them, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, I think that Wilson would still be in the conversation for MVP. Um, I think he's had some really good games. He's had some not-so-great games, like one against my Giants. But yep, yep. Um, I've always been a big fan of Wilson. I've always liked Seattle and um, Pete Carroll. And I just I think that they could squeeze some out and, um, you know, really surprise some people off the, on and off the field this year.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. And the reason why I asked NFC is because when you look at the AFC, it's the Chiefs and then there's everybody else. The Steelers have come back to life.
6: I think the Ravens are going to surprise some people. (sighs) You know, and it's crazy I think Lamar Jackson wants to prove that he is an elite quarterback. And I think there's been a lot of knocking him. He can't win in a big spot. Um... He can't throw. Um, hater's gonna hate, and I think Lamar is gonna really. I hope Lamar really
2: fires it up. Yeah, and and I said this when they were outside, or as far as outside the playoff picture a few weeks back. I, I said they were gonna get in, and I said Miami was gonna get kicked out. So as of now, you know Miami's uh, they're they're the five seed now. Ravens six, and the the Browns who made a little slide. They're seventh. So we'll see. This is going to be a great matchup looking at all these AFC games to see. And they're all division games, which makes it that much better anyway. So we'll see how all of these play out. But, I mean, I I, I would love for the Colts to get in. Um, Rivers, I'm still a huge fan of his. I'm hoping that he can make some noise in the playoffs. (laughs) Rivers is
6: boring! (laughs) Nobody wants to watch Philip Rivers! Boring! (laughs) Next! And do you really want Fitz magic in the playoffs? I mean, come on. If Tua was actually staying and as the starter and playing the whole game, I think that would be really cool.
2: Yeah, but Tua's it's it's and I was dead wrong on this. I expected Tua to be a lot better, um, but I as Tua's not giving that team enough. And I do like keeping Tua as the starter and bringing Fitzpatrick in to to relief to to help him out and. I'm, I'm actually yeah. looking at, at that team, and they're a team that still could get in. I, I think they may go out first round. It's a lot of uh, tough competition, but um, right. I, I don't like the idea of giving Fitzpatrick the job because if he stinks it up, you know what your replacement is coming in, and Tua might not give you that, that enough to, to pull that win out for your team.
6: I'm very excited to watch these AFC matchups. Um, you know, is Josh Allen gonna get his first uh postseason win? Um what are the Titans gonna do? And you know who I'm gonna miss? I'm gonna miss um Watson, um and the Texans. That's kind Good of shot. a bummer.
2: Yeah, but I mean they're 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 all and I, I do love J.J. Watt essentially calling out pretty much like his whole team coaches everybody. Like we have to you know, you wanna you're fighting with these guys for over half the year with training camp and getting everything together and, and, and you know, just practices and all that. You're with these guys, and, and you've got blood, sweat, and tears that go into this game. And if you don't have guys that are fully focused and ready to actually go in there and get a win, what are we doing at this point? Even though we have yeah. a, a crappy record, we're not even anywhere close to the playoffs, we still want to go out and win every game to the best of our ability.
6: Yeah, I just think trading Hopkins just totally changed the culture and the mindset of that organization. Um, you know, because there was a player that gave it all, phenomenal talent, um, and they they traded him away. So, I mean, that doesn't really leave a good taste in the mouths of the other players. And I am going to say just one thing. I know that uh, my time is almost up, but I want to ask you a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh,
2: wow. Okay.
6: I have a, I have a little bit of um, a theory, and some people think I'm crazy, and some people think I'm brilliant. I like to think I'm always brilliant. Okay. I think that the Buccaneers don't like Tom Brady, and I'm going to say this because he brought, he came in. He is Tom Brady. He's great, but then he brings Gronk in, and then I think bringing Antonio Brown in was a mistake. Because I think that Evans and Godwin were like, hey, what about us? Are we chopped liver? So I think that that team truly, if you put them on a lie detector test, they'll say they don't like Tom Brady, and I think that they would prefer a different quarterback.
2: I still believe in Jameis. Although he's going to get you just as many interceptions as he will touchdowns, Jameis aired that thing out. and I'm, Now, to, to, to as far as disagreeing with you a little bit, the long ball is starting to connect is with, with Brady and some of these receivers, which we saw in the first half of the season it wasn't connecting as much. So the chemistry is getting down. We have to remember, this is only year one with this group. So you never really see too much success from a quarterback in a new team, new system, and all that. So, But however, from a really, receiver... Really? Because
6: Brady came off the bench when Bledsoe um, got hurt, and he kind of uh, tore it up. Well, yeah.
2: But, I mean, looking at the... the- as far as how it happens all the time, all Nick the, it, it's not always in basketball, too. You know, you go to a new team, you're not always going to win a championship that first year. But I do, as far as from the receiver standpoint of it, I do think they miss a quarterback like Jameis that can throw it out there and air it out there and give them an opportunity, whereas Brady has not been the best and most accurate with throwing some of those deep balls.
6: Well, you know who also isn't winning the championship this year along with Brady? Bill Belichick. Oh. So yeah, they... I think it's very telling that both of these guys have had some serious ups and downs about each other. And I think that, you know, I think that just shows how special what they were able to do together truly was. And I hope that we all appreciate it um, rather than knock it, because I don't think we'll ever see it again in our lifetime. And it'll be something that we'll be telling our children about, you know. So um, Little Maverick will... Definitely hear all about the Patriots and how they lost
2: to the Giants twice in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, to throw that. And in, I think right? I'll yeah. close
6: with that because that is nice and happy. Absolutely,
2: <laughs> absolutely. But but looking at that, there are a lot of dynasties out there, and you, we hate them, but we appreciate them when it's all set and done. And then like with the Warriors, that with KD, we that was a, a a fantastic dynasty. And you know, you at the end of the day, I mean, as a Lakers fan, I hated it. But, you know, it's something sure. that you can kind of look back and appreciate. But um, 100% agree on that note. I think that uh, we'll go ahead and wrap that up. But appreciate you for joining. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking again real soon.
6: Absolutely. Love your podcast. Best of luck to you and yours in 2021.
2: I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one.
6: Bye-bye.
2: All right. All right. So... By the way, shout out to uh to G Dan in the comments. He actually was um there there's actually a fan controlled league that's out where and Johnny Manziel is gonna play in it, but apparently it's essentially ran by the fans. So the fans decide the the what what plays you run. They they essentially control it's like, it's pretty much like flag football. So um I think Marshawn Lynch has a team, uh Richard Sherman has one, so um and that's supposed to start in February, so um, that's, that's just one of the other topics that we have out there. Um, did you hear about that? I,
5: I, yeah, it, it's I something new appreciate. that they
2: just, but you know, but Manziel, he's, uh, he's going to be in that. So now we're going to get to our next guest, our last guest of the evening, our last guest of 2020 and we'll get into some basketball. We'll get into, uh, he thinks I'm going to argue with him, but I'm not. Oh, it's good. Chad, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing
3: good, man. How you guys doing? Man, another up, day, Chad? man. Another day. My man, Marlon. <laughs> 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 so we're going to
2: hop right into it. Marlon and Chad were having somewhat of a, a small heated debate. Chad, Chad essentially thinks that if the Nuggets were in the East, they would win, what, 60 games, 100 games. He thinks they won 100 games.
3: Nah, man, it it all started out, man, he said we wasn't even as good as the Hawks, Uh, he didn't even bring up the good Hawks team, I know they finished first that year in the East, but if you want to talk about the Hawks, man, at least talk about Iso Joe and Millsap and Horford, and he talked about the Jeff Teague and tried to say they was going to be better than my Nuggets, man. Jeff Teague played on that team too, I was
1: talking about the one that finished first, Sixty
3: wins, wasn't that them? We yeah, they, they had Jeff, Man, they P. Schroeder. Uh, I don't know, Millsap was still there. But Barford. anyways, bro. To, in today's NBA, especially uh, let's go off last season. We're only three or four games in right now.
1: Yeah, last season, look at your I think that Nuggets
3: team, that Nuggets team was coming out of the East last year in that bubble.
6: Uh
2: Hey man. I mean that's that's one that's one positive thing. You guys can score, but defensively, that that's the that's the issue that I have with you I'm guys. Gonna, we're gonna title this if the
1: if podcast, the if episode, because Carlin just came on here and said if AD got hurt, the 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 Heat would have won the championship. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying if you guys were in the East, you would have won it. I all I know is you guys are a really good basketball team. I just don't think that. You're a real championship contender. That doesn't that doesn't mean you're not a good basketball team. I just think that yeah. when, when we're talking about contenders to win a, a championship, I think it's the Lakers. I think it's I even think the Nets' chances took a big hit with losing Spencer Dinwiddie, and I think we're talking about I the Heat, that. the Heat, and maybe the Clippers. But I don't even know if I put the Clippers in that conversation still yet. Um, but you got to put the Clippers. Yeah, they're 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 gonna be in there. But, I mean but are got better. I think the Clippers got a little bit better too. Um but they just lost by fifty the other day too.
2: Yeah, that was ugly.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't know, man. Yeah. I just think it's I just think everybody has a chance. Like you have a chance until you get there and it's like, okay, now we have to look at matchups. Realistically, there aren't two teams in the NBA that match up really well against LeBron James and Anthony Davis.
3: Like I mean that's, but that's a, that's that's tough though, man. Like I get what you're saying. It, that's what makes it so hard is okay. It depends what the Nuggets are stuck in a situation where the Lakers just happen to get two of the top five players, and then they got better in the off season. So that's a tough predicament. So in any other given year, listen. And like I said, the argument started back with I forget exactly what year it was with that Hawks team when LeBron beat them in the playoffs in Cleveland. That Nuggets this, this Nuggets team in that basketball season. Was a contender. Right now, we're still a contender, but we're obviously short a superstar because of the fact that the Lakers were able to manipulate the league and get Anthony. Manipulate? Davis. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Man. Man, I like it. I like it. Man, Anthony Davis for for Alonzo and Ingram. I mean, Ingram Ingram's getting better. He's he's getting to where what Lakers fans thought. But come on, bro, Anthony Davis. Like it, it happens in the league. That's why a lot of people get turned off by the NBA. But, like I said, it's tough to compete with a team that can get those two players and then win a ring. And then, how do you win a ring and then come back with Schroeder, who is a hell of a player? Harold, who I'm not big on, but he's a great hustle guy. Yeah. And and Marcus Saul, who is going to bring you valuable minutes in the playoffs, even though I think Dwight did the same thing last year. They're going to bring a different style of basketball, but another veteran in the playoffs who's going to get you what you need in that situation. So, I mean, the Lakers got better after winning the ring. It's tough to compete with that right now. That's why I only think, like you said, there's only two or three teams that can do it. And that's because you got Kyrie and and Durant and you got Kawhi and uh, maybe Paul George. Maybe shows up. (laughs) But besides that, you don't really trust anybody because they're so powerful. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the Nuggets are on that path. They're just so happened to get passed up by a team like the Lakers, who went from nothing with Lonzo and them and were struggling. So bam, we're back in the in, in the driver's seat.
1: Yep.
3: and that's that's that's
1: why when I put the because this is what really started it. I said the I, I did a power ranking on my Instagram story and I said the the uh, Brooklyn Nets, Nets Brooklyn number one, Lakers number two, everybody else. And I don't think Chad liked that, but that's I mean that's where it started. And the like again, it's all it all comes down to matchups. So. In and, in and, and an if situation, there is a, a, a situation where the lake where the Lakers could get put out. LeBron gets hurt. Knock on wood, you know, and they don't have to play the Lakers, or you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, and they the Lakers get put out by somebody else, and or even LeBron gets hurt, and you guys do put out the Lakers. It could definitely happen. Like I, I can't live in a story ifs, but looking at things how they're constructed now. I do. I, I take back what I said. I think the Clippers are a contender because they they present a different matchup problem for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And that new starting five they have, it's going to be hard to match up um, Gasol with anybody because with Batum and uh, Ibaka shooting threes like that, there's nobody for for Gasol to guard. And and that really exposed them in the first game they played this year. Uh, they they kind of got back into the game when the benches came in, but. Gasol's is going to have an issue there because they spread the, the floor and it's it's a, it's a tough matchup and they don't have anybody to meet that can guard Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I still think pa- Patrick Beverly is a better talker than he is a basketball player. Um, I, but I mean, I still like Zubac. Zubac Zubac is a serviceable still... big in the league, but I like the matchup with Zubac Gasol for the Lakers mm-hmm. more than I like Gasol versus you know Ibaka chasing Ibaka or, yeah. at the point line. You definitely, I mean? definitely. So,
3: yeah, and also Kennard as well. I mean, Kennard, I think he's an upgrade over Schmidt. He brings that shooting aspect, can stretch the floor. I mean, like you said, I think Bach is an upgrade over Harrell. I think he can bring the same defensively and, and he can hit the shot. He can spread the floor and hit the shot and give Kawhi room. Kawhi, he, he lives in the mid range, he, he doesn't really want to be out. He can drive a little bit. You know, he's starting to, you know, take it slow there. He, he's kind of on that Kobe mode. I'm not saying Kobe, but right. kind of as he gets older, he's living in the mid-range, and, and he's the best in the game right now in the mid-range. So, I think the Apaka spreading the floor and not having Harold down there kind of bringing traffic is going to only help Kawhi open up the offense.
1: And everybody thought I was crazy for last year. Well, I made a similar um, reference when Jimmy Butler and um, in the, in the Heat were in the finals, and uh, bam, Adebayo got hurt. And then Jimmy Butler went crazy because all of his touches were in that mid-post area. Mm. And if we're if we're going to say Kawhi is the best in the league right there, which I'm not going to argue, Jimmy Butler's got to be two or three. You know what I mean? So so having, down, a, down. having that spread floor really does help them. I'm with you on that point. Um, and that's that's exactly what I meant last year when I was saying that about, like when Adebayo came back, I said, this is going to take away from clean touches for Jimmy Butler there. So, spreading that court is really big when you got a guy that works out of that triangle because that's what they're running now is pretty much a triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then I look at, there's some other teams too that I look at. Talk that. about my guy. So, talk about my guy. We, we what was this about maybe two or three weeks ago? We talk were about, I'm going back. LeBron and LeBron right By now. the way, and I'm going to get back to this first when you said Brooklyn and Lakers and everybody else, Golden State isn't the same team without Clay.
1: States, baby track.
2: and even Draymond too Draymond brings a lot <laughs> Draymond brings a lot to the table too as well I'm not saying that that Dr- with Draymond in there they're essentially they would be the same team if if they were to have clay but they're definitely not the same team we're going to really see how Steph if Steph can carry a team by itself. we already know the answer to that though it's no I mean this is his, this is his chance to prove it cuz he's going to have Draymond back pretty soon but this is his chance to prove can he sit there and score 30 35 consistently a night and carry his team to the playoffs, which with the way they're looking now, I don't think they'll necessarily make the playoffs with the way they're looking now. But uh, I do see Phoenix. They With the way they play, Chris Paul, he does make any team better. They This team is going to be a problem. So I was wrong about that. You were right. Hey, I called him little LeBron because all he does is make players better.
1: I, I, I'll say this. Steph Curry's career is hands down going to be better than Chris Paul's. And Chris Paul will trade it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But Chris Paul is a better player than Steph Curry. He, he makes teams better. He, he brings more he's, brings more value to a team. He's never
2: led the team in – led the uh, league in steals. Who? Cool. Uh,
1: Steph? Steph? No,
5: no, no. Or assists.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is the thing. Steph
1: Curry shoots the shit out of the ball. He changed the game of basketball and the way that golden state warriors team played changed the way of basketball is played now if we're being honest mm-hmm. but it's a system and if you don't have everybody to make that system work everybody gets exposed <laughs> like we saw Draymond left the last season it was bad yeah we everybody seems to forget that Steph Curry played 6 or 7 years in the NBA before he had this coming out party
2: Mark Jackson
1: yeah like He's who he is. This is the same Steph we see. He's gonna average thirty points. He's gonna make a lot of threes and they're not gonna win. He's gonna be he's gonna be Trey Young last season.
5: Yep. That's yep. what we're
3: gonna see. Yep. That's a, that's the comp right there, bro. And and I'm with you on I mean, you're not gonna knock Steph, but we're kinda seeing who he is without that super team. He he's great, he's gonna put on a show, he's gonna get you thirty, but he's not gonna do a LeBron type Take you to the championship with what he has. He, he needs more yeah. than that. He only affects and, the one once. Yeah, he's he not. He yelled it with Trey Young, man. I think. I think that's that's the comp right there. And, and the Hawks put a couple guys around Trey Young this year, and they're off to a hot start. And Trey Young is evolving into that next guy, and we've seen it since college and high school. If you follow prep, he can pull from anywhere. He has that Steph Curry mold, and now. The Hawks who might have a better roster right now than the Warriors and they're rolling.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I think Trey I was just telling Marlon before he started recording, Trey Trey has kinda hit that switch in his head where he's he believes he belongs with the with the best players. Like they just showed a highlight of him being guarded by Kyrie, which he came in the league uber confident. But I think just like with um with oh, what's my boy's name? Luca. Just like with Luca, I think Lucas the switch flipped earlier for him, mm-hmm. but I think Trey now that that flip that switch kind of flipped for him, where he's like, okay, I'm a, I'm an elite guard now, mm-hmm. and and we're gonna start seeing this year, he's gonna go crazy, and I'm almost this is how good I think Trey Young is, and call me crazy, whatever, don't at me, um, I think it's disrespectful to Trey Young to make that Steph comparison to him. Because Trey uh, Young, Young does way more. We've never seen somebody in their second year average thirty and ten.
2: But if, but, it, but in your second year, if they're comparing, can't do that. But still, okay, I, I get he that. Never could. I, I get that. But in your second year, if they're comparing you to one of the best shooters to ever play the game, that's a compliment. Yeah, but I'm, I'm. I look at him as one of the best
1: players in the game, one of the best point guards in the game because he'll score thirty and get you ten assists,
2: which means he's making everybody else better. I, st- I still think it's a cop. I-, I do agree with what you're saying. But if you're getting compared to arguably one of the best shooter, three-time champ. No,
1: three, the two- best shooter we've ever seen. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. So,
2: but that's a lot like,
1: I-, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just, I don't, I'm, I'm one of these guys that I'm a Melo fan. I'm a Chris Paul fan who, who I think are way better than some of these guys that are placed above them but because they didn't have the teams around them, they don't win the championships. Now they're old. and Well, not even now that know. they're old. I just think that people are looked <laughs> above them because they have rings. Like like Carmelo is better than a lot of players who have rings. Chris Paul, to me, is better than a That's lot of players true. who have rings. So the fact that you get rings, like, hell, KD. Before he went to the Warriors, he was still better than like a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Did the rings just solidify him? No, he went to a great team. And nobody could beat him. So I don't know. Trey Young is next up. Trey Young Luca. I said this a year and a half ago, top five in the league. Don't at me.
2: And that's another thing too, and, and we'll get to you in a second chapter. That's another thing too that that another team that I definitely think is gonna be up there in the mix uh, with 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 the playoffs. But as far as with Luca having that extra step, I'm looking at LaMelo and I'm like, he's somewhat developing as we speak because he's played with grown men for three years. Or four years already, so it's it's definitely good to see him out there and um, to to play with uh, some of the best. What you think? What you think, Chad?
1: What you think about Lamelo?
3: Man, I'm not. It's it's tough, man, and it's it's kind of near and dear. I mean, I'm I'm only like 30 minutes from Chino Hills. Uh, one of my best friends in high school was actually their agent when Juanzo got drafted. So I mean, I'm you know tied into the family a little bit through that. And I was telling him then, man, man, like Lonzo ain't got it, man. Like, I don't know. And, and obviously, you, guys, you know, as a representative, he told me otherwise. And now LaMelo is supposed to be the prodigy and, and the chosen one. It's going to be tough, man. I mean, he can do, I guess, the Trey Young type of things as far as stretching the floor from, from deep. It's just, it's, it's the same thing with Lonzo. I don't like the awkward shooting motions, man. They, I, I'm going to stop you right there, good. Chad.
2: Lonzo's shot has gotten a lot better if just the way he's
3: been working on it a lot of working on it yep and but you see because it did what he came into the league with it worked at UCLA because I mean you're you're going when you go against Irvine and Fullerton and stuff you're going to get those buckets a little bit but when you're in the league it's going to be different in the way LaMelo I mean I don't I don't think he's going to be what people expect him to be as far as the kid who scored damn near 100 points in high school and is going to just take over the NBA. Like I wouldn't say he's the best rookie in this class. I don't know if I would build my franchise around him, but then again, I'm not a big fan of the family as a whole, basketball wise. So I could be wrong.
1: Um, I think I don't know if I if I said this on the show, but I was talking to somebody about this, and I would actually love to see Lamelo take Alonzo type approach to the game because I think he sees the court just as good as Lebron Alonzo Le, does. I think he, I mean, he's taller than Lonzo. Mm-hmm. He passes um, just as good as Lonzo in my book, mm-hmm. um, but I, I do think he shoots it better than when Lonzo came into the league. So he he has shown the ability to knock down some open shots. I don't love the form, um, but he, it goes in form more yeah. than Lonzo's did at least. Yeah. and so I think if he would take the approach to getting Miles going, um, the young the young athletic kid they got, getting Graham going on the, on the wing, getting Gordon Haywood going and maybe get seven, eight, nine assists a game, and then just take shots when you're open or when that ball gets swung back to you. I feel like he would, he would, uh, really have a bigger impact on the game than that. I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be a, a volume scorer in the NBA and, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't mind being wrong there, you know, in the mm-hmm. future, but I think he can impact the game a lot more taking a Rondo approach, taking a, um, like a Alonzo approach to the game where I don't need to come in and get 15, 20 shots, but I can still average 15 points
3: because I'm taking I better shots. I agree that. And also I want to see his work ethic. And if, you know, kids like that, man, I mean, they've been – basketball come so easy to them. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to this level and you start to struggle and you hit that wall, are you going to work through it? Are you going to push through it? Are you going to alter that form if it's not hitting? Alonzo put the work in. He humbled himself. I think getting out of L.A. was the best thing for him kind of step back a little bit out of LeBron's shadow, build himself up. LaMelo, obviously, is in Charlotte. There's not a big shadow. I mean, okay, besides the owner. (laughs) I mean, Jordan's chilling there looking over you. But if you look at that roster, I mean, you brought it up. That roster is full of college superstars. I mean, I'm going to call it what it is. A lot of players on that team were stars in college. And if they can find their, you know, Rozier and Bridges and and Hayward and all these dudes, they all have success at the college level. If they can kind of, mold together and find something, they might have a chance. And on just a side note, I also put a couple hundred bucks on Charlotte to beat Cleveland the first night without Kevin Love and they got their ass whooped. <laughs> might that, I might be a little mad at that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to switch over a little bit, Chad, and, and we'll get into some football in a second. But with baseball, it's we're seeing with moves that Padres are making with, with Snell and Darvish and, and all that. I mean, should we look at this team as if they've Is this enough to surpass the Dodgers this year?
3: So you've got to love the aggressiveness, Uh, obviously the Dodgers. And what's scary about the Dodgers, obviously they still have Bellinger, Seager, Mookie Betts. They're in the running for Arenado, which is completely insane that they can somehow win a title and turn around and get the best third baseman, one of the best players in the league on their team. So if that happens, it doesn't matter what anyone else does. But as of today, the Padres – I mean, they're making moves, man. If you, you remember Snell, I mean, everyone remembers him walking off the mound, pissed off, you know, got the hook too early. He's a hell of a pitcher. Uh, Big time prospect, got hurt a little bit early. He kind of had to find himself. Tampa Bay's really good at developing these guys. I think the National League is going to be great for him. You Darvish, that's a roller coaster. I mean, yeah. you don't know what you Darvish you're getting because he was on the Dodgers and, and he just choked in front, you know, in the spotlight and then he came back and bounced back after being an ace for so long in Texas. The thing that scares me about this, and I guess it's a lazy comp, is the Padres just did this five, ten years ago. When they brought in Matt Kemp and Upton and Kimbrough, they went and they got all these players and within two years they had to blow it all up because it was a horrible mistake and it didn't work. Now, the difference is they didn't have probably one of the best players I've ever seen at this age in Tatis. I I mean, the kid is special. Everyone talked about Vlad Jr. coming out. Tatis is, I mean, he plays by the, he, he doesn't care about the baseball rules as far as, you know, the, the unwritten rules. He, he plays how he wants with that that swagger and that flair. Machado has that same attitude. Hosmer's a solid player. I think the Padres, it's going to be tough. It's, it's going to be a battle for sure. Like I said, as long as LA doesn't make that move to, to add another all star, I think the Padres got a shot. It's just going to be, can they gel together? Their pitching staff is a problem. I'm going to tell you right now, that pitching staff, four deep. If they get into the playoffs, it's gonna be hard to beat the Padres in the playoffs.
1: Hey, let me I got a question for you because you made a you brought up a good point with you know it's kinda like the Lakers almost where you win a championship and then somehow you get a little bit better in the offseason. Um with with the Dodgers, if they bring in uh Arenado, I, I'm not saying his name right, um, uh, but if they're able to bring him in, who who plays third base, who plays shortstop? Because I, I don't think you want to take Turner out of the lineup, right?
3: I think Turner might be a free agent. And if not, they'll probably move him to first. Okay. I mean, that's the thing with the Dodgers, dude, is the Dodgers have so much flexibility. When you watch this team play, I mean, they can put Bellinger in the outfield, so they can put him at first. They can put Turner at third, Muncie at second, or they can put Muncie at first. Like their versatility in their lineup is what made them such a strong team for the last four or five years. They were just never able to get over the hump is the fact that they can do all these things with their lineup and move guys around. And then last year, when they added the universal D eight, they just handed the Dodgers the championship because now they had that extra guy on the bench who could slug thirty bombs at will, yeah. and now he's in the lineup every day. So you can make—I mean, you figure that out later. If you have a chance to get Arnado, you know, no I'm facts. facts. Team, you got a chance to get Arnado. You bring him in. Then in training camp, you realize where are we going to play at. We'll talk about that later. Turner will find the spot. Arnado is going to play 30. He's probably the best in the league at, on, with the gloves at third. One of the best to ever do it. If I'm the Rockies in the same division, there is no way no in hell way. I'm giving that dude to the Dodgers.
1: You can't. Yeah. Well, 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 they they figure they probably won't sell many tickets this year anyway, so
2: it's kind of like why not? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, and we do have some um, uh, some college football. We've been talking about basketball and and football and, and even some baseball, but you know we do have some college football. The we got we have been bowl games that have been going on all week, but. You know the 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 as far as the college football playoffs, Bama and Notre Dame, we have them uh, Friday, actually New Year's Day, and then also too we have Clemson, Ohio State. So uh, who's winning in these games and making it to the national championship?
3: All right, real quick before I get into that, I just gotta make one point because I was watching this Oklahoma Florida game before y'all called. I don't know how you guys feel about players sitting out bowl games. They've been doing it a lot, you know, more often the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But this Florida quarterback, who he didn't opt out tonight, four of his receivers did, including his star tight end, who's going top eight. He should and have he dude should has three picks in the first quarter. Ooh. He should have opted out. <laughs> I, I mean, bro, just lost the bag tonight. I'm mm-hmm. telling you that right now. That's going to be a good argument. The next few years, when players opt out, they're going to look back at him and say, "Well, he just lost a couple million dollars." But absolutely, looking at the, I mean, the games that matter. And I'm gonna go with the spreads too, because I, I don't like when people get lazy, especially when there's a big spread and, and just give you the winner. Bama's going against Notre Dame. The last I looked at 19. I, I'm at I don't think they have a problem. Four book. You think they cover that? I think they cover, man. Notre Dame, who is a good team. They're gonna have to try to play ball control, run the ball a lot, keep it out of Alabama's hands. I like Book, man. He's been there for a while now. Seems like he's been there since I was in high school. But he's a good quarterback. But Bama, man, we know how Notre Dame gets in the playoffs, and we know how Bama gets. Bama's going to turn up. They're going to blow it out. They're not going to rest. They're not going to sit back and take their foot off the pedal. Matt Jones is locked in in that offense. Najee Harris is, is a stud. And, and then we know about the receivers on the outside. I think Bama rolls by at least 21. I'd say mm. closer to 27. Mm. And looking at Clemson, Ohio State, and I love Justin Fields, I think the game against Northwestern, I think he was banged up, man. He was missing a lot of throws. He had his wrist wrapped. I don't think that was, you know, an excuse. I think he was really banged up. But Trevor Lawrence, as soon as he comes back in that offense, Clemson, who I don't like their defense at all this year, but they can just score so many points. And Ohio State lost one of the best college players we've seen in, in Chase Young, and they lost the corners on, you know, each side. I think Clemson covers that 7.5 easy, and I think we get Clemson down part, what, 700? I mean, oh, right, right. Every year, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, and who are you going with?
3: So the <laughs> championship. I mean, it's so tough because we. It's Trevor Lawrence's warm up and Bama's defense ain't like they used to be, man. They can get scored on. Florida just scored on them last week. I think Bama. I think Bama would probably open up three and a half, maybe probably three and a half favorites, and I I gotta go with Bama, man. I think Saban. I love Dabo, even though he's he's my enemy. I'm supposed to hate him as a Florida State fan. I like what he brought to South to Clemson, you know, and bring all those guys up from the South to Clemson. I just think Bama, Mac, so Trevor Lawrence, no clear, no doubt he's better than Mac Jones. He's going to be one of the best, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But Mac Jones is running that system so smooth right now. I like what they're doing on offense. I think Bama beats Clemson just because that Clemson defense is, I don't think they're that good. I don't think they can handle the Bama offense. I, I, I think it's a blowout. I think, I think Bama beats Clemson by 10 plus.
2: Mm. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I one thing that I do, and I don't know how many fans they're allowing to, because there's, I think there's no fans in New Orleans. I don't think, but in Jerry World, because the Cowboys can have what almost thirty thousand. Yeah, so five
1: thirty something
2: like that. So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're definitely going to have fans, because uh, we have a game. There's a game that's here tonight. I believe it is. I'm not sure which which ball game. Yeah, the but, Cotton Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yes, yeah, so we'll definitely see how it plays out. And then last question: We've been talking about football all the episode. I know you've been listening and uh, and watching. So, who you got for the uh, your Super Bowl prediction?
3: Man, I mean, and I thought AFC I think it's a little easier. I'm going to roll Chiefs. I mean, it's easy to say, but even though Mahomes sent out this week, going to have two weeks off. The Steelers they fell off a cliff. Yeah, I don't really think there's anyone messing with the Chiefs right now. There, there's some good teams up and coming. I don't know if Lamar is going to get in. Tennessee can pound the ball, maybe kind of play keep away a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I just think Mahomes in the playoffs, get Tyreek healthy. And then on the NFC, I'm just going to say this because I think every football fan in the world wants to see it. Mahomes and Rodgers. I mean, I think that's something that we've been dying for with Rodgers and Brady for so long. Yeah, And we might get Rodgers and Brady now, but it's going to be in the, in the conference championship. It's not going to be in the Super Bowl like we've been waiting for the last two, years. So I got to go Rodgers versus Mahomes, and once again, I'm going to go back to Alabama and Clemson. I don't think the Green Bay defense can handle Mahomes. I think the Chiefs, they get another one, man, and unfortunately for us, Marlin, Chargers and Broncos fans, we're just sitting there watching Mahomes celebrate another one. Nah, hey one man, bring it Bears home. would have picked them.
1: That's when you just got to root for the AFC West.
3: No, <laughs> never. <laughs> hey, man, all never. The- all the Bears had to do was pick Mahomes and, and we would have never had to deal with this
2: shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, would have, it would have been somebody else's problem. But, <laughs> we would have had Mitch in Kansas City but, it would have been But living. Mitch, yeah.
1: <laughs> was just so good.
2: Yeah, so we'll, one thing I will say this and we'll let you go. We, we see the Chiefs. They've been looking kind of average these past few weeks. I mean, the Falcons were sticking with them for a while and we've, we've just seen them not look like themselves. So with... Mahomes sitting out this week, I don't necessarily think that that would, you know, I don't know if it will help him. I'm sure Kelsey's going to probably sit out. Some other guys will, will sit out, too. But I think they really needed to play this game just to get their confidence back up. And they have the buy. So Mahomes is essentially having two weeks off, and then he has to go out and and uh, play who knows who. Well, but.
3: Yeah, I, I feel that. And, and I get what you're saying. And I, I forgot to mention, the Bills do have a shot, but I don't like I don't know if they can hang just yet. I think they're a year early. But I think Mahomes is on the level of Kobe, LeBron, you know Brady, to where it's postseason time and that switch flips. And now no one's competing with me. You think the Falcons are going to hang around with me if it's the playoffs, bro? No, nah, this is week 15 of the season after I just came off the of Super Bowl and it's a COVID year. Yeah. I'm chilling, man. I'm going to make sure we win. I ain't going to have to blow you out. But as soon as that bright light comes on and it's playoff time, it's game time, and I think Mahomes is that special to where he can do that, and Tyreek's a little banged up right now. I think he's going to get healthy. He hurt himself a little bit in that Saints game. I just think there's too much firepower on that offense. It's interesting to see if Hilaire's going to get back healthy, though. That's going to be a huge key. I high think, ankle sprain, ain't yeah. Got it no more.
1: yeah. Hey, I got a selfish question, and this is super off-topic, but I'm trying to finish off my parlay. Number, <laughs> number, eight, number eight Cincinnati, number nine Georgia in the um, I don't know what bowl game it is. Who cares about the bowl game? But it's in Georgia, so so Georgia has the home field advantage there. But they're giving them seven points. What do you think about that? You think Cincinnati covers seven-point spread for me? Undefeated Cincinnati against Georgia?
3: So that's that's C, and that, that now you're bringing up a team that, that had a fight, and, and if the expansion came out, maybe we were talking about Cincinnati in the playoffs. Um, I think they're going to – I I would probably roll Cincinnati with the points. I think they'll keep it close. I know Georgia, obviously, on paper, we're talking about SEC. You know, they're the big, bad, you know, southern team. But that defense is solid. I'm not a big fan of the quarterback situation. And Cincinnati, I think, they're going to come out, and it's going to be one of those situations where they're going to tell the committee, you fucked up. I'm part of my language. But they're going to say, you know, you should have had us in. You should have expanded. You should have gave us a shot. We're the real deal. We can score points. The quarterback's legit, man. He's a dual threat quarterback. I think they can keep it close. They might not win the game, but I
1: think they cover, man. I like that. That's where I was going. I appreciate it.
3: All right, man. Appreciate you guys. I
1: don't know I don't know if he had any more real questions for you, but that was <laughs>
2: that was my important one. The, the last thing I was going to say about the Steelers, I think a lot of people forget. They had their bye due to a lot of COVID-related stuff with, I believe it might have been the Ravens or another team or, or whatever, but they had their bye in week four. So they've – The
3: Titans, I think
2: the titans yeah
3: i think they're playing the titans the titans yeah
2: cuz the titans had uh, like i think it was like 20 30 people or something had covid on the team or, or whatever so you know maybe maybe this this you know some of the starters sitting out could maybe we see in the the Steelers that we saw in the beginning of the season you know well i've been saying
1: from i've been saying since like week 6 or 7 when they were undefeated that they weren't this damn good so you did i, you I, did. I, I think that they're kind of showing us and the level of competition has stepped up at this point so I think we're kind of seeing the real Steelers right now. An
3: old Ben, I think that was a big. I think it was a big win this past weekend. That was. A, I think that kind of staved them a little bit. They came back on a good Colts team. I think if they lost that one. We would have really been trashing them, but it's hey, hard for me to feel sorry for a team that had to buy three months ago when my team had to start a 7th string wide receiver quarterback. I ain't got. No, I don't feel bad for nobody.
1: got <laughs> you got hey, to adjust,
3: hey, man. And as an
1: AFC West fan, I mean, you've seen a lot of. Uh, What's that quarterback's name? Phillip Rivers. So him giving up a lead, was that really surprising
3: to you? Hey, man. Hey, man, that was clockwork. That was clockwork, man. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Side note, uh, he did. He's not winning anything. Rivers did come out and say that he could be playing his last game on Sunday if they don't win, uh, if they don't make the playoffs. So. Best news
3: all week. Man, yeah, I, so I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna prime you some Kleenex uh, so you can wipe some tears when you walk out the field that last time. I know it's gonna
2: be rough. That's 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 my guy. Him and all his 25 kids will be. Uh, hey, well,
3: one of them got to make it to the league. When you get older, you will be cheering on his son. He got the odds is good, man. He got about 30 of them kids. One of them got to be yeah. good. man. One of them has to be good. <laughs>
1: hey, funny thing, I was watching some show and they were talking about Michael Jordan's sons and like D1 athletes remind yeah. you, but how they weren't good. Um. But I, he went, and I think he has like a younger son or two younger sons now, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, he must be trying to just try over again because his first set of sons were good."
3: <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> that's cold. Hey, uh, I mean, it's kind of on top of the last thing before I bounce.
1: Yeah,
3: I don't know if y'all seen Tiger Woods' son. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, so yeah we talked about that. We, legit.
3: We just talked talk- about kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, that now that's the son, man. I mean, yeah, Tiger got it going, but you know that's a different sport. You can kind of. Train them up young and kind of teach them, you know, all the little tricks and stuff. But yeah, hopefully, you know, Philip Rivers the Junior will come back and, and play the Chargers once and for all. And back when we move
2: back to San Diego, it's it's only right we, That's can't, not we, we can't. After happen. you move five other cities, <laughs> yeah. Before you move out,
1: you'll be like, what, what's franchise? Yeah. Like? Was that the Browns or the, the that turned into Baltimore and then came back to Cleveland? Are you guys
2: done? I'm just, well, you trying guys to guys get team, to the man.
1: Toronto Chargers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, will you still be a fan? Of course. I can't oh, root for nobody else.
1: You
2: can. All right, Chad. Uh, happy New Year to you right, happy, and the you family. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy stay new year, safe, bro. man. All right. All right, I catch up with you guys. All right. Ah, man. Last guest. Family over everything. I don't think
1: y'all can see it in the camera.
2: Last thing we're going to do, uh, we're going to give out our awards. We just got five of them. Uh, our year in, as we do every single year, as we've... Second year we've been doing it. We are supposed
1: uh, to do this at the beginning of the podcast, I thought, and it was going to be over within five minutes because my answers are easy. All right. So, Athlete of the Year. Oh, go, James. I don't think we – there's not much to debate. Team of the Year. LeBron James. (laughs) (laughs) He's been the Team of the Year for the past 15 years. Uh, Maybe Team of the Year I'll go with –
2: uh the heat okay. yeah the the heat are, are a team that i think nobody saw at a, least i got the getting heat, there yeah um the chiefs and
1: there was a college team that i really liked i think their coach got like coach of the year i want to say it was central carolina or coastal carolina or something like that give them a shout out though okay
2: I think they're up there coach of the year I got to go Frank Vogel on that one. Um, a team that. Like, what? <laughs> a coach that, I mean, he was our, our 30th option for a coach, but he was able to pull it all together and then we got us a uh, championship. So. No Laker bias there.
1: Um, anybody but Frank Vogel for coach of the year? <laughs> What's, what? Comeback player of the year wait we're not giving Frank Vogel coach of the year who gets it then Eric Spolstra the Heat coach well the Lakers coach beat the Heat coach well have you seen the Lakers roster <laughs> oh, oh, might as well give that to LeBron too comeback player of the year Alex Smith actually LeBron James <laughs> he's a year 17 year 18, 18. And he's a, nobody's ever done this it's LeBron Alex, so shout out Helix High School. You know I love y'all. Um Alex Smith gotta be comeback player. Yeah. Know. He's not supposed
2: to be playing these sports. Then there wasn't supposed to be walking like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now you can't pick LeBron James for this last one. So as you guys know, who we've been said? we've been talking about the, <laughs> the versus battles all year, ever since they had the very first one with ooh, who was the first one? Was it Alicia? Alicia and John? I know Jada Kiss and Fab did one. That was early on, uh, but that was in the same room, so that wasn't
1: it. Like early on, when, when they, they were did in different rooms,
2: was like T Pain and um, T Pain and Lil John. Yeah, was one of them. Um, that was probably the first or second one yeah. that they did. So, um, so what was your favorite? Because we've had we've had Dmx and Snoop, we've had the Bay Area that we seen two weeks ago. Um, you know, we have Rick Ross and Two Chains, Alicia Keys, and John Legend. Jeezy and Gucci. So, who was your, your versus battle of the year? So, I'm gonna
1: put them in categories. Okay, my favorite one to look at was Alicia Keys. I didn't care who she was going against. Um, music wise, Brandon Monica, you had you had you had them. I liked it, but I like looking at Alicia Keys better. No disrespect to his beats, I know that's your wife, but I've had a crush on her since the seventh grade. So, what? Um I think personal favorite, just nostalgia and everything that came with it, had to be the Bay Area one mm-hmm. um, for me
2: with Too Short and Lil, uh, E-40. We had Jagged Edge and 112. French Montana and Tory Lanez, they did one? I don't remember that. But, yeah, I think that... And oh, they, Manny Fresh and Scott Storch, that might have been the first one.
1: That was a battle? That was
2: yeah, that, but they were in two different... Uh, yeah, and then we had Babyface and... Babyface was a... And, and Teddy,
1: Teddy yeah. But that wasn't the first one. I think, Neo and John T. Austin was a really good one. I, I didn't see that one.
2: The, I go them back. boys I remember got Fa- I remember Fab and Jadakiss. Them boys got it. Babyface hits. with the Wi-Fi. Wi Fi Rick, Rick Ross and 2 Chains might be my favorite. And then right behind that is Ludacris and Nelly. Uh, Ludacris and Nelly's would have been a lot better if they in were the in the same... Because Nelly's Wi-Fi was, was acting up. T Pain and Lil Jon was that was Lil Jon has hits on hits like and so does T Pain T Pain does too but Lil we'll Jon Lil Jon has they Fred, had one Fred Hammond and Kirk Franklin what? they had one man Alicia <clears throat> Beanie Man and Bounty I don't remember that, one. Yeah, that one Snoop and DMX that's the one I thought you were actually gonna
1: I like pick S- see Snoop I like Snoop love Snoop but he had he had and rightfully so played a lot of. Um, like billboard mm-hmm. pop records like beautiful isn't one of like beautiful. I'm not putting that on a list of 20 songs that want I want to listen to, to. Know you know what I'm saying you're
5: my favorite girl
2: especially not a list of 20 that I want you to sing <laughs> <laughs> so you know what Swiss Beats and Timberland might have been the first one that would make sense because they are the originators of the verses so Gucci and Jeezy was a very disrespectful for sure, for sure. Brandy and Monica, I think that kind of brought hits. back some. Yeah, Just, a lot of hits. yeah definitely.
1: Resident DJ Premier was a good one because they got a lot of hits that people yeah. don't really necessarily I do I do
2: like Yeah, I remember oh, that one. They got I think they got one of the highest views. Did they? I think so. Erica Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Man, they,
1: they I remember you
2: mentioning that Gladys Knight and Patty. I remember that. Well how the hell is they the number one? <laughs> come on man yeah we we were going rankings uh through through the uh the verses for whoever got the from the worst to the best and they said that gladys knight and Patti Labelle were the number one which i don't agree with but are we done here yep. i have to go to the liquor store uh you can't oh yes you yes might I be able can. to. <laughs> and, and
1: tomorrow's like, new year's eve
2: and nothing like being back home when i got a drink
1: for my mom's birthday i'm celebrating my mom's birthday
2: when's my birthday tomorrow Oh, my mom's birthday's on the 11th, so. Oh, happy birthday, Miss Merrill. I thought I seen her in here. Yep, she was in there. She was in there. So, all right. Other than that, happy appreciate birthday, everybody for all the love, likes, subscribes, everything. We, we really appreciate it. And the banter. Shout out to Chad. <laughs> shout out to uh, Eric.
1: Shout out to... Carlin. Oh, I guess shout out to... Nah, I'm just gonna- shout out to Carlin. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all make this even more fun to come in and do every week because like you guys didn't get to see it. And Marlon kind of talked about it, but me and Carlin literally argue
2: every day. Um, Carlin, Carlin, Carlin will will also comment on us and send us voice messages on a rant while we're doing the podcast. He'll, he'll text (laughs) us. You're wrong about this. You're wrong about that. Hey, man! Like that's, but that's love and dedication. I think really that's, that's really what it's all about, man. We have a ton of people that, that, random people that that will that'll hit us up talking about the podcast. So we just we really appreciate just just everything. Uh we're actually gonna have a special episode coming for you on New Year's Day. So we will um oh yeah we got some special guests let you guys we'll in do, on that. So it's gonna be
1: mostly basketball talk. Yes. So for all our basketball fans out there, get ready man. It's gonna be some good talk too. Absolutely, absolutely so other than that, happy New Year. Stay safe. Shout out to my barber man. I gotta come see you tomorrow. That's going I just on, <laughs> boy. Yeah. Who
6: you telling
2: AJ what up and we will catch y'all next year peace we out
5: be close enough to smell like a kilo still first album 26 I ain't need no deal Real. Already a hood legend, I ain't need no shine. First roll he flooded out, I ain't see no time.
1: Stand up (laughs) niggas. We (laughs) only fucking indictments. Dope boys,
5: off white, looking like soft white on him. You know what I'm saying? Hey. We in the building, we came from billion, ain't nobody playing. Every word that I'm rapping, say I lost 90 bricks and it happened. You probably wouldn't believe everything that you're right now if it wasn't live action. on he, he showed his hands. getting fifty
2: ball, trying to record this episode, man. Can you uh, keep it down?